Welcome into the Scoop on Life. It's Chase here. Hope you're having a great week. It's been a uh, a wild week, uh, to say the least. Uh, for those who have been keeping up with what's going on uh, in our country, uh, have seen the news uh, that came out early in the week of the uh, the leak in the Supreme Court with the opinion on. Roe versus Wade, with right now it looking like uh, Roe could be overturned, which is uh, is great news that things would be turned back over to the states. But as 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 we as as Christians as as we here at the Scoop on Life seek to give you a gospel-centered pro-life education. I think it's important that we look at how we respond to this. We know why we're pro-life. Um, we, we've discussed this on the podcast before. That, that maybe originally we, we, we voted that way. Um, or, or we thought, well, that's just what we're supposed to be. But I, I think it's, it's really important to know why you're pro-life. It's important to know why you are against abortion, why you uh, want to, to, to see lives uh, lived out. It's important to know that. We know that abortion is sin. We know that murder is sin. We know that we are made in God's image. We know the value of life. So if we if we know that this is wrong, if we know that 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 murder is sin, that we're made in God's image, that abortion is is wicked and and wrong, what should our response be? Because there's a, I I see things every day since this leak came out I I see things every day hear people talking every day about how awful it is that that uh, these people want to come in and, and overturn this overturn row that, that's been around for decades that people are, are trying to take away the rights of women we, we see this we read this it's everywhere right now so what should our response be as Christians, as, as Bible-believing uh, Christians? What should our response be? I want to look at a couple of verses. 1 Peter chapter 2, 11-12. Oh, Peter is, is writing this letter. To uh, as he as he says in verse one, to those who are elect exiles, he's writing this to Christians. He uses exiles a lot, sojourners a lot, in this letter, talking talking to Christians, saying, "Hey, we we know that this is not our home. We are exiles. This is not we 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 have a home somewhere else in in in, in heaven with with God one day." This is not our our world. 
He spent a lot of, of chapter 1 and then going into chapter 2 talking about being holy. You shall be holy for I am holy, calling us to live a holy life. So here we are in 1 Peter 2, 11-12. He says, Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh which wage war against your soul. I think this is a really important verse right here, verse 12. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. So he's, he's, uh, he's calling us here to abstain from the passions of the flesh. He's, he, he first points out who we are. We're sojourners and exiles. This is not our, our home. This is not our world. We have something greater waiting for us. So because this is not our world, we are to abstain from the passions of the flesh, to abstain from those uh, passions and fleshly worldly desires uh, that are waging war against our soul. Uh, later in in First in Peter, uh, as he as he says, "Be sober minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour." And right here, he's saying this: these these passions of the flesh, the sin, is waging war against your soul. Very serious issues here. And then verse 12, keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. The word honorable here that he uses, uh, I, I think it's, it's, it's no coincidence that he used, um, used this word. The Greek translates to kalos, which is is more than just uh, being moral or ethical right. It's uh, a good way to define kalos is a a goodness that commends itself to the beholder by its nobility and attractiveness. So he's calling us now to keep our conduct among the Gentiles honorable, attractive, so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God. Our response is important. So when they see how we respond, when those who are, are speaking against what we believe are, uh, are, are pro-abortion, pro-murder, and, and they want to let you know about it, how we respond is important because they can see our good deeds and see how we respond, see what we say, and in turn can cause them to glorify God on the day of visitation, on the day of judgment. So our response is so important here that if we respond like like they expect us to, like someone of the world, then that's not going to point them to Christ. We should respond as in an honorable way, in a holy way, in an attractive way, so that they are then attracted to glorifying God on the day of judgment. 
John 10, 10, verse I know we've read on this podcast, and, and so many uh, people read this when it, when it comes to the topic of life. Great verse, John 10, 10, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Can have life and have it abundantly. We want to see people glorifying God on the day of judgment. And how we respond to the people in the world right now is so important so that they can glorify God, so that they may have life and have it abundantly, uh, to, to have it full in Christ. So I'm calling you, uh, as, as we read here, to abstain from the passions of the flesh, to ab- abstain from responding uh, to people uh, in, in a non-Christ-like way, but respond so that they may see your good deeds and glorify God, that you would speak truth of the gospel so that they will glorify God on the day of visitation, so that they can have life and have it abundantly to the fullest in Christ. We can use times like these, times where it seems like the world is just mad. We can use moments like these to bring people to Christ. And that's an awesome thing.